Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We have with us today Reverend Paul Anbu, Associate Pastor at St. Andrew's Kirk, Chennai. He shares with us the story of blind Bartimaeus being healed by Jesus and how his brazen faith and unshaken confidence in the power of God brought about a transformation in his life. Are you looking for such a change in your life? Listen in and be blessed. Hello everyone, it's such a joy to meet you all uh, yet another time. I want to thank uh, Pastor Gershom and uh, Tina uh, for inviting me and to be a part of the life of the church. And so would you just pause with me for a quick word of prayer and blend the ears of our hearts and minds to God. Our dear Father in heaven, we thank you for a beautiful time to study your word. And we thank you, Lord, that that is mana to our soul. Just like bread is to our body, we thank you, Lord, that you have said. And uh, and we also believe, O oh Lord, that man shall not live by bread alone, that our souls sh- uh, shall um, be revived, be renewed, be refreshed as, as we study the word. Uh, lead us forward. May the voice of the Holy Spirit be um, powerful, loud. And I pray, O oh Lord, that we all will not just hear and walk away. This would matter to experience you in our lives um, a little better than before, O oh Lord, a little deeper. And so we pray and give ourselves to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You um, may be in a situation where we have just come out of Easter and uh, we have celebrated an empty tomb. The cross is empty uh, and so is the tomb. Uh, But we all know the throne of God, the seat of the King of Kings is occupied. And so we are just very joyous um, for that fact. So today I want to leave, um, leave with us a few uh, character traits of what happens if Jesus walks in or when Jesus walks in, what happens? And I want to go to Mark chapter 10 and talk about uh, blind Bartimaeus' uh, life and a quick uh, three observations from that passage of scripture. So I've titled my message this morning as moving from no sight to insight and to vision. No sight Moving from no sight to insight and finding a vision. Come to Jesus and discover how this happens. Mark chapter 10 verses 46 onwards to 52 is the passage for you. So if you want to take notes, you can keep your Bibles open or keep your tabs or your phone notepads open. And uh, so in this chapter, um, the chapter title itself says what it is. Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus. And uh, Jesus comes to Jericho and that's how Mark chooses to introduce this uh, chapter for us, introduce this portion, this miracle for us. And we see that he's introduced as son of so-and-so, son of uh, Timaeus. Bar Timaeus really means son of Timaeus because in the Jewish way, you really say bar somebody means son of somebody. And so he writes to a group of Jews who may be the readers who understand that. And a group of non-Jews who need to understand the son of Timaeus. He writes that twice. And he leaves just a few words of 
who Bartimaeus is. And he says, he sat by the road begging. That's in verse 46. He sat by the road begging. Now you have to imagine what a beggar's life would be. He's blind. There's no sight. And so they would have left him out in the courts. And generally, Jericho is a trade center. We know that Bible history says that Jericho is a trade center. So you see a lot of these people whose lives are impacted, they cannot live normally. They are so negatively impacted with this disability, with this difficulty they have in their life. And so they sit out in the city gates, in the marketplaces, and they beg, they ask for alms. So you, you imagine Bartimaeus as somebody begging for money, asking people for, can you give me money? Can you give me money? I can't see. And that's not a very far-driven picture from us. We see in our regular stoplights, when we stop, we see that. And we see many people uh, beg, especially in a city like Chennai, in a country like India. We see that happen a lot. And so this, is, this, this imagery is not very far away. And uh, the story is not very distant to us. Um, what he must have asked was something to eat, something to drink. Um, my clothes are dirty. Can you give me new clothes? I I have no money, he must have asked. And you see that his mindset is he has no family, no relationship. So the contrast uh, is what we are called to see in this passage. He is son of so-and-so, but he really doesn't have a home or is not taken care of it. He's sitting in the street and begging. And that's the background for us as we begin. Here's my first uh, point and I want to share. With Jesus in the vicinity, with Jesus in our lives, we can discover the ability to see beyond our disabilities. Discover the ability to see beyond your disabilities with Jesus. Verse 47 reads this way. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. Now, Bartimaeus was blind, right? But he was not deaf, not dumb. He had a disability and because of that, his life itself was put off. But he had an opportunity in all of that. And so, Bartimaeus was not sitting there. Maybe all this while, he was sitting there and he was asking for money. But this time, Bartimaeus chooses to not be just the blind guy that he is. Bartimaeus was blind, but that didn't stop him from hearing about Jesus' visit and shouting to reach out to him. That's a beautiful something that's captured for us there. Reaching out to Jesus requires looking beyond our disabilities. I know there are a lot of disabilities that will come only when you begin to seek Jesus. You know, your your mind is wavering and the work seems bigger There's tiredness in the morning. The cooker whistle is happening. Your children are calling. Your friends are calling. And then there are multiple ways in which we are impacted when we want to seek Jesus. When you want to seek Jesus, that's when all the other world's ways seem so interesting and new. And and new developments are also happening. But I want to leave a few examples from the Bible who all had disabilities, but they are praised as great people in the scripture. Moses, for example, he said, I won't be able to go. I have a stutter. I can't do what you're asking to. I can't even come and talk to you. But God chose to meet him and convince him. And he rose up as a leader who led the nation of Israel. 
Jonah for that matter. He had such a lot of bitterness in his heart that he didn't want to go to Nineveh. But God changed that disability of bitterness. Now you see I'm moving disability into another paradigm altogether. The woman who touched Jesus' garment, actually the tassel of his robe, the hem of his garment, um, she thought she would never be able to see Jesus. So she kind of sneaked from behind and touches it. But somewhere along the line, all of these people thought their disability cannot help them reach Jesus. But Jesus allowed them, but God allowed them to be a part of his great story. So somewhere today, God is reminding us that his promises are true and what he said will be fulfilled. But we need to learn as we seek him day by day to walk through our disabilities. Your ability to look beyond yourself and your disability will lead you close to Jesus. Your ability to look beyond your disabilities will lead you close to Jesus. Now you may wonder, how does that happen? Here's the fantastic principle that Bible gives you also. When your eyes are focused on Jesus, then this is pretty much possible. We know a disciple who was in the boat tried to walk on the water with Jesus. That's the only disciple who's known to have done the miracle that Jesus did. And uh, Jesus said, come, come walk. And he walked. And halfway through, we see that he sunk down because the waves and all of these different distractions kind of robbed his focus from God. So you see, I want to leave this key principle for us. The key is that Jesus is the life-giving source and the object of our faith. Jesus is the object of our faith. We live in a world where prayer itself is a huge thing, where faith itself is a huge thing. Um, but I want to say a powerful prayer is the prayer that is powerful because the one who hears it is the powerful one in the prayer, not the one who prays. And we have got it so wrong. The faith of a person is just so big because his focus is on Jesus and he is walking towards that. And so today, one of the applications for us in this first point is our faith walk with Jesus should get stronger when our eyes become focused on Jesus. And so today God wants to remind us, just like uh, blind Bartimaeus, God has blessed us with so many other things too. And instead we turn to see the thorns in the rose and forget to lift our eyes a little above and see the intricacies of the petals that are organized. So much of beauty just on that rose flower we have. God is calling you and me to look beyond our problems and ask God to connect with God and ask God, look beyond your abilities. Bartimaeus knew that Jesus would be the best thing that can happen to him. So he used what he had, his mouth, his ears and his mind to think and hear and reciprocate. What God has already given to you is your strength. With Jesus, it will outweigh your disabilities. Let me read that again. What God has already given to you is your strength. With Jesus, it will outweigh your disabilities. So I want to say, bring them. 
bring all your disabilities whatever you think are i'm struggling with this lord i'm i want to trust you i want to have faith with you <clears throat> but there are so many unanswered prayers you haven't answered my prayers oh or oh, is it i hate you i don't want to talk with you you have done this to me i lost a loved one uh, so many people who are doing wrong things are flourishing i'm not able to i i don't like your justice system whatever it is come have a conversation with all your difficulties come to jesus and experience that he will turn them as opportunities he will help you give you strength to turn them as opportunities so you will learn to look beyond your disabilities and reach out to him use what god has given to you your strengths your gifts your abilities don't focus on the disabilities alone my second point discover your desire will turn stronger than the discouragement your desire should and will turn stronger as you grow as you walk closer to god as you begin to experience him than the voice of discouragement that surround you in verse 48 we read um then many warned him to be quiet but he cried out all the more son of david have mercy upon me then many warned him to be quiet there will be people in your life who will tell you to shut up and sit just don't do this when you seek jesus you will find so many people discouraging you including christians including the ones who are close to you including the many friends who are around you you will be discouraged if you want to seek jesus that's the principle but that's not the end of the story that's not the end of the story the voices of discouragement may come around you it will come in various forms it may come to you saying you're not worth it devil's voice satan's voice will often be to remind you about the sin that's why he is called the father of lies he is he is the greatest deception that's possible he will be the one who will tempt you to sin and he will be the one who will come on the other side and say you're guilty you have sinned god does not love you so therefore you are discouraged and saying i am messed up i met a young man who is just 20 years of age who's struggling with porn and he's just pouring out in tears and saying i want to get back but the lord hates me but god hates me a christian who thinks god hates him because of his sin and it's so easy for us to look at the bible and know that god beat sin on the cross and that's what we celebrated just few few months back few weeks back on good friday that it is finished god took the load of the world and it is finished and so these voices of discouragement will really take you away from jesus and they are designed by um by sinful nature to keep you away from jesus it may be telling you you're not worth it god doesn't love you your failures may be reminding you of your past and telling you chance illa you won't be able to go forward or you may find people or you may find yourself uh, in patterns of sin and disobedience stuck in patterns of sin but either way blind bartimaeus cried out even more louder try out keep trying out don't give up don't give up try out even more louder if blind bartimaeus once said son of david have mercy upon me and no one heard and people say shut up you know who's going there's no way he's going to stop and look at you and if they said he yelled out the second time son of david have mercy upon me that's how louder he got may the voice of discouragement around you never 
turn your desire off to reach Jesus. Remember, God is with you and God will respond to faith. Strive hard in seeking Jesus, doing his will and uh, being his disciple. He is with you. There's a way in which faith works. We don't see with our eyes. That's why faith is not seeing, it's believing. For we do not walk by sight. We are called to walk by faith. Strive hard. Watch what happens when this happens. In verse 49, Jesus stood still. Amazing, isn't it? This man is crying out. There's probably another 50 or 60 or even 15 or 20 other beggars around him. And probably they all turned around and said, What's up with you, men? Haven't you been here all this life long? Nothing has worked out. What makes you think that Jesus will stop? Shut up and mind your job. That's what they would have told him. But Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Now Jesus stood still is not by surprise. The plan that Jesus had was to touch him and heal him that day. And today for you and me, it's a surprise that Jesus stood still. And the lesson that we learned here is Jesus honors the step of faith. We often call it persistence. Persevere in your faith. Don't give up. Grow in your faith. Persevere. The one who wins the prize, Paul says in the New Testament, the one who wins the prize is not the one who runs the race or initiates the race, but the one who finishes the race. So God has asked you to do something. You and I are in the making and don't give up right in the middle when God is still involved in doing something for you. In, in, in the middle of process of getting your character to be shiny, goldy, and even beautiful for others to see God's work in your life. Watch what happens next. In the next, in the same verse, verse 49, the second part goes like this. Then they call the blind man saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. The same group that shouted saying, Shut up and sit, is now calling him saying, Be of good cheer, that man called you. That will happen, my dear brothers and sisters. The very people who discouraged you, the very people who are laughing around you for the witness and the faith you have, will see the meaning and the power of Jesus working in your life and will turn around and question you. I'll say, what is this? Why are you so different? How come uh, you're walking through this difficulty and still having the joy? How come uh, you're walking through failures and you're content with what you have? How come you're not bothered by politics that's happening? How come you're not telling lies? How come you are not? And all of this can still happen. God can change things for you and me. I want to leave a beautiful verse that Paul writes to Romans in Romans chapter 8 verse 28. For he will work out all things for good for those who are called according to him and who love him. That's what Paul writes. So God will work out. Your negative will work out to become your positive. God doesn't erase the negative. But your negative will work out to be a positive. So you and I can tell a greater story of God's fullness in our lives. Of God's love in our lives. So may I say the second point and I'll move to my last one. Discover your desire turning into discouragement. Learn to focus, cut through the clutter and look at Jesus and know that he will stop 
and he will be more than sufficient for you to help you understand all the voices of discouragement but not settle down for that what he says is who you are who he calls you is who you really are and on the cross he adopted you as son and daughter and he's lavished his blood saved you and he's got a plan plans to prosper plans that are offer hope and a future and he will continue to do that work with you here's my third and the last point discover with jesus in your life that your deficiencies will fade away with his all sufficiency god is all sufficient he is more than enough in simple words psalmist says in psalm 23 the lord is my shepherd i shall not want that's all i need the lord is my shepherd and that's all i need in verse 50 we see when jesus called him so they go and tell him and so he 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 just stands up in joy and he throws aside his outer garment he rose and he came to jesus now i i i really took time to understand why would somebody throw out his outer garment jesus called him he could have just got up and come in the hurry you know this is jesus the much looked up to person of that day somebody who was going to change his life came off but he threw out his outer garment i think the uh, bible is trying to say that the moment he understood because the theology of understanding jesus was just so profound for him beggars don't call son of david beggars don't call god son of david have mercy upon me they don't do that what does a beggar ask he must have been asking for money so even with jesus he must have asked for some greater riches but he seemed to know who jesus really is that faith part you really see in blind bartimaeus so when he is removing his outer coat he is getting ready for a miracle he is getting ready for a change in his life as he gets up and he responds to the call of jesus he knows in the depth of his heart jesus has responded and his life is not going to be the same he is not going to be the same beggar wearing that same beggar cloak beggar dress or the beggar coat you can say so i want to tell you there are sometimes we need to intentionally take away those of our understanding that uh, that is weighing us down on who uh, who god is in simple ways get real with god with your needs get real he is not he is not a sadist who wants you to suffer struggle and all of this yes there's a little bit of character molding that he's doing and he wants to remove the impurities in our life so we will become become as pure as gold and shiny and precious in this world and in the world later for eternity too so that's beautiful his understanding of jesus was good and he chooses to leave his coat get prepared to meet jesus and in verse 51 so jesus answered to him and saying what do you want me to do for you what do you want me to do for you that's a fantastic question right a blind beggar that no one is bothered about and here's jesus the son of god stopped and asked what do you want me to do so that the the table is turned now it's for blind bartimaeus to ask is he going to ask the same things he was asking all these years or is he going to ask something else different and uh, what do you what do you really want what would you ask if jesus would come to you one fine day me appears in a vision or in, in person to you and he says what do you want my child what do you want paul if he asks me what would i say 
Well, what happened here is blind Bartimaeus got really, really vulnerable. I can use the word naked. Got naked with God. Not just in the terms of his physical, but in terms of his need and his character. He was stripped bare, minimal to who he was as a person. Immaterial of what disabilities, abilities, who he was the son of, which city he was in, all of that. What really matters for your life changes when you meet Jesus. That happened for Bartimaeus. He didn't ask for money, which he was asking for all this while. He didn't ask for clothes, which he must have been asking. He didn't ask for food, which he was asking for. He didn't ask for shelter, which he must have been asking for people. But blind Bartimaeus used a beautiful word to address God. In the same verse, in verse 51 downwards, we see blind man said to him, Rabboni, I want to receive my sight. The word Rabboni is not a word that beggars use. He uses a word really that means my master, my Lord. My master and my Lord, I want to receive sight. The one thing that he needed most on top of the list, he chose to ask Jesus. The one thing that would make him return back to a human being status, to just another person who can live his life normal, created by God, just another person. He was treated under, there are many people above, and it's amazing to see how he wants to have that life that is just simply human. The one thing that would make him equal with all of his friends, with all of his family members, with all the other human beings. The one thing that he wanted restored to his life was his sight itself. And he seemed to know who Jesus was. So he's not just asking for physical sight. He's saying, my Lord, my master, I want to see you. And that matters spiritually also. When would we begin to see his sufficiency is more than enough in my life? When would we be that content with Jesus? Bartimaeus received sight and he saw Jesus. Amazing. Verse 52 says, Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received sight. In many other places, Jesus puts his arms on people, touches them and heals them. Here he said, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received sight. Bartimaeus' faith pleased Jesus. We read in Hebrews 11 verse 6 that without faith it's impossible to please God. This is not the faith that he would heal me, he would give me money, he would give me this, that. This faith that Bartimaeus is reflected in that word Rabboni is that he is Lord and my master. Unless you come to this place, we can enjoy a lot of miracles, but our lives will still go back to the same. We would have simply received sight, but no insight. You might have received insight, but there's no vision at all in our lives. And we see that all these three stages getting fulfilled. So may I ask you, how is your prayer life with Jesus? Is it a list of things you want or is it a real conversation that you have with him? Is it about all the needs that you want to present to him? Well, Jesus is not going to ignore that. He loves you and he loves 
and he wants to be um he wants to be he wants to be a god who wants you and me to know that he loves in the well-being of ourselves but our souls are very important to him how healthy is your soul how healthy is your relationship with jesus now you see that after this happened there's one tiny portion that the bible finishes with this passage or the story with and jesus and followed and bartimaeus followed jesus on the road and bartimaeus followed jesus on the road jesus in verse 52 said go your way your faith has been made well and he immediately got healed and bartimaeus chose to follow jesus blind bartimaeus saw jesus received his sight saw jesus understood who really jesus was but the real vision was to follow jesus way as a disciple in his life his blindness was not a disability to reach out to jesus as i conclude i want to ask you your disabilities god never wants them to be disabilities but he wants him to be all sufficient in those disabilities in your weaknesses his strength will be made perfect he may not remove those weaknesses but he wants to be made perfect so you and i could experience his love and care in the midst of those weaknesses bartimaeus's sight turned into insight and he professed his faith in jesus master and lord his sight and his insight turned into vision to serve god as he began to follow jesus a commitment that all of us made sometime as christians at the day of our salvation lord i live for your glory i will do things that bring you honor that please you that give you glory so may i close today by asking you to not to worry not to worry with jesus your blindness can turn into sight and your sight can turn into vision with jesus our lives can change and it is continue to experience this beautiful changing um uh power of jesus in our lives may the spirit of god take these words and turn them into an experience in our lives would you pray with me our dear father in heaven what a joy it is to even call you father our daddy and we thank you lord that because of what you did on the cross you have initiated you have adopted each one of us as your children if anyone who is hearing this and who is struggling not knowing you they are not close to you they are having doubts that god doesn't listen to my prayers there are so many disabilities sin patterns of sin lack of faith inability to pray and connect with you i pray oh father that all of these disabilities when you walk close to them you will give them the strength oh lord and we ask you that you would have mercy upon each of them give them the strength to look beyond their, their disabilities to look into your eyes to look into your words to to know their soul will be nourished because you are with them oh lord we thank you that you promise that you will never leave us nor forsake us so i pray oh lord that you will remind each of them that when we are blind when we cannot see you stop 
and you respond to our prayers, O oh Lord. So I pray that you would teach us to look beyond our disabilities and call out to you, reach out to you. May we make you our focus, O oh Lord. We pray, O oh Lord, that though we hear so much discouragement, so much of confusion around us, so much of things to take away the joy of a fellowship with you, relating with you as our God, as our Savior, as our friend. I pray, O oh Father, that all of these voices that keep telling us, some of those are Satan's voices, O oh Lord, that keeps telling us and heaping guilt on our shoulders of our previous sinful past. I pray, O oh Father, that we would be reminded that there is no condemnation in Christ, that you have set us free. And I pray, O oh Lord, that you will remind us that we would not take grace so cheap and continue to be in that way of life, O oh Lord. I pray that you would teach us, you would give us the power to break those discouragement patterns, those voices will not impact us. I pray, O oh Father, that you would give us the ability to listen to you, to know that you are with us and that this desire deep inside us to see you, to be with you would grow stronger. We want to enjoy experience your fullness, O oh Lord, in our lives. And I pray, O oh Father, that your sufficiency would be more than enough that every day, every situation, every minute, every point in life, every stage of our lives, we would learn and experience your sufficiency in the midst of our weaknesses, O Lord. Come, O Lord, come and consume those brokenness, those gaps of our lives, those empty places, void places of our lives, O Lord, and make them beautiful spaces so we can talk of your testimony. That we too can join along with the psalmist and say, The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. So we give ourselves to you. We heard your word and we heard the voice of the Spirit. And I pray, O oh Father, that the Holy Spirit would work in our hearts. So these words we heard would bear fruit. Fruits that are of eternal nature. Fruits that would make us look more like you, think more like you, see through your eyes and experience your fullness, the joy of salvation in our lives. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, Whoever finds Jesus, finds life.